would like to thank our amazing sponsors, Touring Plans Travel. Their destination specialists work with you to plan and book your trip. Whether you're traveling to a theme park, headed out on a cruise, or wanting to get away anywhere in the world, as experts in smart travel, their agents suggest the best itineraries and activities to fit your family's needs and handle all the reservations on your behalf. There is no cost to you or your family when using Touring Plans Travel Services, and you may even save some money if discounts become available after booking. So head over to touringplans.com travel and tell them Rope Drop Radio sent you. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney Star Wars today, Doug. Yeah, we're talking Disney in Star Wars together, meshed, unified. It's a big part of the parks. It is. Is it the right direction? Are they going in the right direction? And we have a very special group of guests with us. In fact, I'm a Patreon of their podcast. They are a Patreon of our podcast. And speaking of Patreons, we have two new Patreons we got to give a shout out to. Daphne Fullerton and Silverera Radakova. I, you know, one was a lot easier than the other one, Doug. (laughs) Yeah. No one subscribes to hear their name. Hear their name said, right. Yes. So, uh, thank you to all of our Patreons for continuing to support the show. We love meeting up with you guys, talking to you guys. And, uh, yeah, this will be a really good one, but thank you very much. Patreons. Yes. Thank you. And another way to support the show is to leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts, leave a five-star and we will read it on air eventually so this one is titled fun and informative five stars by has two cats i am confident i said that one right has two cats or has two cats i have two cats you do i know weird it could have been you that left this maybe yeah all right has two cats wrote i appreciate the fun topics and relaxed conversational style, as well as the important details and tips shared for optimizing your experience at Walt Disney World. So there you go. Nice. Thank you, Love it. Cats. All right. Well, I don't want any more cats. So you keep your two. I'll keep my two. Uh, you know, one thing you see Loth cats in Star Wars. You do. And you see one in Galaxy's Edge. It's in you a do. cage. You in do. You do. Uh, this is a crazy transition. So uh, I actually started writing this episode uh, when they announced that the Halcyon was closing. It really after frustrated he got me. Done crying, folks. I, it did. I did. And after I had over 400 messages from listeners and Patreons, uh, I started writing this episode because I really was bummed out. And I was wondering, what is the direction that Disney is going with Star Wars? How do you open something only to close it? Are the sequels the right thing? Uh, I just started going down this rabbit hole. What's Galaxy's Edge going to do? And so I wrote this show and I thought I wanted the best guests on here for it. And so I brought on the team, the heroes, the heroes of the Halcyon, Drew, Martin, and Christine are going to be on our show today. And we're going to dive into all things Star Wars. They just got off the second to last voyage of the Halcyon. So we're going to talk about that as well. But welcome to the show, heroes. Tabuite. Tabuite. Great to be here. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Real quick, let's do a one minute, you know, try to keep it short on your uh, Disney slash Star Wars background. Martin, I know you could go on for like 30 minutes, but yeah, the one minute, what is your Star Wars uh, legacy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm old enough to have been there when, when Star Wars came out and it it was just a lightning bolt to that kid's brain. So it's it's been a fundamental, just core building block of me uh, 
literally since 1977. And for me, I married into it uh, yes <laughs> i mean i did enjoy it uh, but not not to the degree that i enjoy it now uh and as far as disney we did our honeymoon at disneyland so it's been since the very beginning of our marriage as all true couples yeah that's exactly. what we did as well and yeah. doug yeah that's that's how good marriages start exactly well like martin i i remember distinctly being in the theater when i was six uh just watching the the star destroyer fly overhead and it was amazing and incredible uh very much into star wars my whole life maybe not to the same degree that martin but really few people are so there's that and, and as far as disney goes man i i too although i didn't uh, honeymoon at the parks or do that uh we live in the phoenix metro area so we're not too far away from disneyland so we we make trips on a regular basis and it's definitely something my wife would like me to try to find something else to do have you gone to all the parks, right, Drew? I haven't been to Hong Kong. Okay, That's the well, only one I'm missing, yeah. All right. Sounds, uh, there you go. Uh, I love it. So, uh, Doug, real quick, your Star Wars background, when did you first get into Star Wars? Uh, growing up as a kid, now, not quite in the theaters when it came out. I'm going to be honest. It was more Return of the Jedi and Ewoks that were appealing because I was just a hair younger. And so that was that was really my introduction to it. And then it just grew from there. And then with having kids, I think the Clone Wars was huge because I saw my daughter gravitate and uh, saw Ahsoka as a like a heroine. And like women can be Jedi too, darn it, type of thing. And so that really grew. And so my going to Star Wars weekend was not just a, a me and my son thing. It became a whole family thing. And so I think that's a huge part of my Star Wars journey, too, was uh, my kids getting into it. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, I uh, my wife and I, our first three dates were watching episodes four, five and six, because if she didn't like that, why, why continue on to the relationship? Yeah, you got to you got to have a measuring stick somehow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe not right out of the gate with most relationships, but that's bold. It was a bold move. It so. was. And you know what's paid off? We've been married for a long time now. We honeymoon there. Uh, she is a Star Wars fan in the sense that she knows that I'm going to get up every uh, Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. with my son and watch Ahsoka. So she knows that that's just going to happen. But yes, I love Star Wars. And uh, when they announced, and I want to hear what you guys think, in 2012, Disney buys Lucasfilm for just a small little $4 billion. That's, you know, this is it. Just a little $4 billion. And now Star Wars and Disney have merged two things that we all love. So we'll start with uh, the heroes. Martin, what were your first thoughts when this uh, marriage happened? I was actually really, really good with it. Disney and Lucasfilm had had a great relationship all the way back to, you know, Star Tours and the Indiana Jones adventure. And people forget that George Lucas didn't need to sell Star Wars. He could have just retired, kept his toys all to himself, and just that would have been the end of it. He didn't need to sell it to anybody. So the fact that he actually did kind of you know concede control of this so that we could continue to get this content, I, I really think it ended up in the best possible hands. It's not perfect. Nothing is. But we wouldn't have so much of what we do have without Disney. I was just ecstatic. I was super excited because I was a giant fan of the Thrawn trilogy, the Timothy Zahn novels, uh, and really saw how that there, oh, there's more here. There's there's more content that can be squeezed from this lemon, if you will. And, well, lemon. It's not a lemon. Don't call Star space Wars a lemon. lemon. A space lemon, right? Orange? Yeah, orange. That's probably better. Something tastier. And, yeah, and I was just so excited that finally we were going to get more stories. And when they said they were going to continue, uh, I don't think they called it the Skywalker saga initially, but I was going to get more, and I was very jazzed about that. Well, and really the big thing too is that 
like Martin said, he could have just retired and kind of put it in a trunk and said, see ya. But he gave it to somebody that had the deep pockets that could actually do something above and beyond what he'd even already done. And why not put it in the hands of one of the most creative entities around? So yeah, it, it definitely seemed like a perfect marriage. I was just, you know, thinking, hey, we got another Disney princess we can sell merch for now. No, I was pretty excited. It was it was all good. I two of my favorite things coming together under one umbrella. And what's not to like about that, Derek? I mean, I think we were already conversating at that time, right? We were very much. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. No, we didn't know we were, each other yet. We didn't know each other. I must have been talking to someone else, but I was uh, excited. We were blinded by the two sons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was... It was good because I was already well into my Disney phase of going with the kids a couple times a year. And I was just thinking, like, how fast can we open a Star Wars land? Little did I know the construction timeline on that, you know, was like half my lifetime. But, you know, we got it. It got there. Maybe a hair faster than Tron. It did probably pretty (laughs) quick there. So. No, I was jazzed, man. I was like, this is the right direction. Disney, Star Wars, this is the direction. What could go wrong when they started down this road? Uh, And they did. They built Galaxy's Edge in 2019. What a year. Doug, you were there at Disneyland opening day. Mm -hmm. I was there uh, opening second day, actually, in World, because I was not going to fight the chaos. But Galaxy's Edge opened, so this is it. We finally have Star Wars in the parks the world batu what are your guys's first impressions we'll start with the heroes for us we ended up going the first month that was open so when we went you still had to have you know reservations and stand in line to wait to go in and so it was it was the same kind of anticipation that you would have when you were going to a premiere of a movie and so for us i mean it was it was a no brainer to get out there as fast as we could and man walking through I, I, you always have those nerves like, oh, I hope they're going to do okay with it. I hope it's going to be all right. And when you first walk into Batu, you just lose your mind. You completely just blank, no words, maybe some tears. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Literally a crowd of people, the moment they turn that corner and see the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. every single person that they were letting you, this huge sea of people in, just in tears. And... I still, I still get misty every single time I see the Falcon, every single time. Well, yeah, and you guys came back, I remember, and I had lunch with you because I needed to hear all the details because we hadn't made it out to Anaheim yet. And I remember one of the pictures you had, Christine, was a picture of you hugging Chewie. And I cried at the Chipotle as I'm looking at this picture of Christine giving this wookie. And I'm like, this is the dream. Oh, my gosh, it's here. It's here. It's here. And I didn't get to go until we went through this little pandemic thing. So it took a while for me to get to the parks, but yeah, that first, that first just walking through the arch in uh, Hollywood studios. Cause that was the first time I went just going there to the, the rebel camp area, just seeing it and looking up and seeing the black spires and uh, what, yeah, just takes your breath away. Yeah. I think they did a phenomenal job with the reveal of the Falcon too. Like, you can't just see it from anywhere in the land, right? You got to kind of come around the corner and there, there it is, right? So I think that's what makes it so emotional is it builds to that focal point. And they did a fantastic job with that. 
Yeah, I loved it. I mean, walking into Ogas for the first time, seeing Millennium Falcon, like, I thought it was the best idea ever to have its own planet. I thought that was really neat. I was like, we can build lore. V. Murata's walking around. And I started reading those books. And I don't think Disney has gone the right direction with continuing that. But at first, I thought that was fantastic and definitely the right move to do. Now, you guys were there for Saw the Millennium Falcon. But let's talk about Rise of the Resistance. This is the signature e-ticket attraction. Doug, they, you were there opening day as well. Yeah, that was a that, that was, was a day. A We've thing. shared that story. Were any of you guys there opening day for Rise? It's funny. Our, our first day riding Rise of the Resistance was opening day in Disneyland, but we were actually in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. That day. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it, was, it was around, around so a month no, we after it had opened, but yeah. uh, our, our first day was the day it opened in Disneyland. I mean, that's a thing. Yeah, it was the biggest cluster ever. But yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Doug, get on. That's all. I didn't know a if Doug was times. still alive. I, I, no, I don't text know me. I I'm in to. line. I think I went on three times in one day. Wow. You're like, I don't know. I'm backstage somewhere. I don't know yep. where I'm at. Uh, we'll see if I get on. And then I don't hear anything from Doug for like the next three hours. Because there was no like cell service at all within it. It was, and it kept going down. So you would just sit down for hours and then they'd evacuate and then be back open. And then like, oh, it was... It was a thing. Oh, you got, uh, I, I think that one, Rise of the Resistance is one of the absolute uh, uh, reasons why you go to these attractions early because you, you see it in its pristine state. You know, like they planned, like the cannons. Oh, the cannons. We're yeah. working. Uh-huh. And back and I, forth. I will back and forth. never yep. forget watching those cannons. We're in the big space battle scene yeah. right before Kylo Ren. And needless to say, they're stationary now, and will probably be that way until the end of time. It's like it's the Yeti from yep. you know Expedition I, Everest. I was going to say they're going to put a disco ball in there to make it seem. Like- <laughs> oh, there you go. I love it. Perfect. Uh, but uh, to, for me, the virtual queue was fantastic. I, I I had no problem with it, and the ride actually worked really really well. Our first ride, and there was only one little slight glitch, nothing huge, uh, and mind mind melting. Like oh yeah completely reset the expectation of what what could be done yeah when when i went uh again we went after the pandemic in in hollywood studios and they we made the mistake of going at rope drop uh not the best time to go on rise although you need to listen to a podcast called rope drop radio they have a tip about that yeah (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) well and and so we waited and i was just so excited and i had this big giant coffee and i was just bundled of nerves and i cried literally cried wept ugly cried the whole ride through my wife is rubbing my back which is delightful and wonderful and then when i got off i i went in the bathroom and i threw up because i was so caffeinated and so adrenaline and so many wow yeah. vomit inducing you left part of yourself in batu yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, so, so the nice part is the refresher is lovely for that so it worked out well yeah i agree rise is is fantastic and then reliving it with my little kids Man, they the droids saving them. We're all yelling, get us out of here. I have not seen Kylo the animatronic for nine rides now. I have a tally going. Saw him um, last time. I don't understand. You weren't I, with me, but I you're saw right. him. You're right. Last time I didn't even have BB-8 in the pre-show. So you know I what? The time before, to... you shut the whole ride down when you lean against the wall, Derek. I didn't lean against the wall. Y'all blame me. I didn't. <laughs> he got yelled at. 
say, dang it, Derek. And I'm like, I was standing in the middle. So, uh, but people yell at me when it breaks down all the time. I get text messages from Patreons mm -hmm. like, hey, it broke down. This is your fault. I'm like, how is it? I'm not even around, guys. It's always Derek's fault. It's always my fault when it breaks down. But I, I think it's a fantastic attraction. I think it was the right direction. But let me ask you this. Did Kathleen Kennedy make the right direction focusing on Bat 2 both in the timeline that it is, and this can go into the Halcyon as well, because we're stuck in this timeline, and focusing on the sequel trilogies. What do you guys think? It's it's hard to say, was it the right move? I think it was the best move. To, to have it focus at a time when they're trying to encourage a new generation of Star Wars, while making it aesthetically feel like any time in Star Wars, I think is the best thing that they could have done. You know, they've they've got the Millennium Falcon. That's for us. You know, the the rest of the Batu with Vi and stuff like that. Well, that's completely new to everybody. Kylo, fantastic. The kids love that. So it it kind of yeah. I mean, it kind of hits on all cylinders to to be able to keep it in that timeline. It doesn't have to be your favorite timeline. You just have to enjoy Star Wars and just pick the pieces out that you enjoy. The timeline that it's in is not my favorite timeline in Star Wars, but when Kylo Ren comes out with the, with the Stormtroopers, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty epic to be standing there and having a character from a movie just kind of pass you by like you're just one of the people on Batu. So is it the right move? I don't know, but it certainly is the best move that they could have made, Yeah, I, I think. I think it would have been weird having Han Solo and Luke Skywalker walking around the land. Yeah. I, I think that just, I don't think we, we have Ray walking around and there's immediate buy-in, but I think if we had a Han Solo walking around or a princess Leia walking around, or I, I don't think there'd be the same amount of buy-in. I don't. There's too much space baggage with yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Right. And, and I, I will argue that uh, setting it in the era of the current entertainment was a very Walt Disney thing to do. Walt Disney was always about, push the current entertainment you know every attraction he ever did um virtually was was supporting some kind of uh current entertainment to to the company um yeah uh, eight and nine episodes eight and nine are actually my least two favorite of the entire saga it doesn't diminish my enjoyment of galaxy's edge or or galactic star cruiser one bit i think the one thing that might have failed is the communication between the studio and the parks while they're doing their research and development. You know, they, it takes years, but it does for movies as well. And we have a ride that's all about coaxium um, because guess what? It was made while they are making Solo, right? Which that's unfortunate that we're going to focus on this coaxium where we hadn't heard about that in, you know, eight movies, seven movies, and now all of a sudden it's the main plot of an attraction. There's enough to draw from. We probably didn't need that, but it's just, we, you can tell like exactly what they were told about the projects in development with nothing of what's coming, right? Like it would have been nice if Batu could have been placed right after episode nine, although you want to have Kylo Ren walking around, but it's a little weird. You make yeah. great arguments. I was just trying to be the counterpoint. No, I really actually, I, I thought about it. I wanted to be right before episode seven. So you could almost have like the rise of the first order type of ride. And I, I really wish Derek, they that's the trilogy that they failed to give us, though. That That is true. You're right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're trying to fix with books. Ahsoka. Yes. And, 
I, I just, it's hard when uh, you want character dining or something else there and they make a, a like in Disney world, we still don't have a Soka there. We don't even have a chopper. So it's yeah. like, it, it's uh, silly. I know we, we need more star Wars. And I think sometimes they focus way too much on uh, seven, eight, nine that we just want them all. I mean, I remember got a launch bay, put them in there somewhere. I, I want, I, I don't care if Darth Vader and Kylo Ren are close by. I want to see them both. I want to see him hug their relatives. Oh, yeah, that would be great. Grandpa. Okay, that... Grandpa. <laughs> Just put the meet and greet in the world between worlds. Call it a day. Oh, wow. That's a great idea. Spoilers a little bit. So Just a little, uh, but it's good. But I love it. So uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, you know, is, is coming up to where it needs to start looking at its next phase of evolution. We're going to get into some armchair imaginary. But the one thing I thought was really fascinating was um, the things that were cut. And the one, I, I don't know if I can say it right, was the Calicori Club. Kent. Did I say it wrong? I don't know, but okay. you never say anything I never right, say so. things right. So I think this is fascinating that they had a restaurant, a table service restaurant. It was going to be hosted by a blue Twi'lek, and then they end up cutting it. Obviously, mm. it went to the Star Cruiser, what? but they cut a few things from uh, from Galaxy's Edge. So what do you guys think about galaxy's edge what we got and what we should have got from uh the direction of disney it, it is clear that there's definitely some dna shared between the calicori club and gaia's show in the crown of corelli aboard galactic star cruiser now we have we have been told from folks very very high up that that things weren't cut from one and brought to the other that there was just shared dna but they oh, sure okay. look a lot very similar to me. Uh, I, I still think that frankly you know there, there's still room in galaxy's edge to expand uh, mm -hmm. There is. I mean, yeah. there, there's ways to do that, especially in world. I, I would be all for a sit down dining experience in Galaxy's Edge. Like, absolutely. Um, you you, you kind of take the the kind of show that they were watching in the Revenge of the Sith, uh, you know, opera scene with with Palpatine and Anakin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you give some kind of cool, you know, dinner, you know, show to 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 be mesmerized by. I I'd be there every time. Yeah, and some of the other things that 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 uh, didn't make it for budget cut for reason. For example, we heard uh, that Rise of the Resistance just kind of sucked up the budget because yeah. that, oh, we got to figure out how to make this thing sort of work. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> sort of. But, but in any case, they they cut that Bantha ride. Yep. Uh, wasn't that a walk the around? Ely, yeah. The Ely, yeah. And uh, that would have been amazing. Just to have a little bit more alien presence, even if it's a big creature that we're riding around on you know but. and they got far into development on that i mean they were actually doing you know rudimentary ride testing kind of in the in the imaginary studio it wasn't walking freely but uh yeah i i just think that was a really low capacity thing sure, sure. Mm -hmm. and i think that's actually more why it got cut because it would have looked amazing to see this big creature carrying people around but it just would have been too low capacity for the cost that's that's i think where it, it got yeah they didn't need a peter pan's flight right yeah I'd love to see something else be added, though. I, I, and again, if it goes to starts going to a different era, there's there's ways to explain that. You know, there there is an element. You know, as much as I do like, you know, uh, I don't want just timeline spaghetti. There's hand wavium that you do accept. Um, Disney's really good with that. I mean, I, I'd well, love it's, to see. it's similar to what they're doing now. Is there, you know, whenever um, Boba Fett or Mando or you know Hera, whenever they come into the park. They don't go down to where Kylo's ship is. They stay in a very specific area of the park. So at least it would give you the opportunity. It, it's almost like walking from land to land, but then you're walking from era to era kind of a thing. So yeah. 
I would like to see them use some of the walkways. I mean, uh, we always talk yes. about the stunt show that that supposedly was going to take place on that walkway that they apparently did. Um, maybe you guys saw it since you were there very, very, very early. Uh, I would love to see that a little bit more in the land to add some dynamism or that's a hard word to say <laughs> dynamic elements to the show. You know, that'd be fun. I don't understand how the stunt show isn't like the week after the star cruiser. They're like, all right, all these characters are just going to move over to galaxy's edge. I like that just made sense in my mind. I've been waiting for that announcement, but it has not come yet. I know early on I saw Ray and there was a thing, but it wasn't the full stunt show like planned. I don't believe ever. I really hope I'm wrong, but from what I've heard, the characters are part of the tax write-off that they cannot touch for a certain period of time. Uh, so I do believe it, it, it may be a, a teeny bit before we see you know, the Wannies and Captain Keevans, et cetera, again. Right, but we'll Kylo see. and Ray, and they're the main elements of the stunt show, yeah. right? So, so they could have some sort yeah. of end-of-day battle uh, just to brighten things up I, I believe it was actually opening day uh in world this didn't i don't think this happened at disneyland but they had a, a honda onaka live oh yeah in the park <gasps> yes please and jim cunning is him yeah like literally yeah actually him yeah it, it was so unbelievably outstanding like jaw dropping like why is this not in the park every single day i need answers I need answers. I need, I need Hondo in the park. How many people need like even no Hondo though? That's a, that's the problem. That's a good point. The the biggest feedback they got when they opened um, Millennium Falcon was uh, the average guest was like, who is this guy? And then, so V was supposed to be the hologram in rise of the resistance. So after they got the feedback from like, who is Hondo? I have no idea who Hondo is. Why am I flying his ship? And so they swapped out V for Ray. So that's probably one of it. And the other is paying somebody to walk around. They're not going to pay somebody because they're cheap. And then also the makeup artist, they're once again cheap. That's probably why we don't have Ahsoka at Disney World yet. That, that's it? Simply the makeup and that's it. And they sweat more. <laughs> they sweat a lot They more, still don't right? have a chopper. You know they made more than one chopper. Right? There's got to be another chopper. Just get them on a plane. That just drives me nuts. That I know chopper. Breeze flies direct, right, from land oh, alone. Yeah. Just there throw them go. on there in the cargo. Fine. Perfect. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's Life stunt show. It's cheap. Well, I mean, in, in V Marada, how many people actually know who V Marada is? I mean, I yell my and have a great... and Derek. Okay, and me, yes, because I read the book. But like, After my daughter told me to tell you to. Oh, and it's one. It's fantastic. Top five Star Wars novels, but it's it's another one where they need to have more characters. And I mean, all they had with uh, with the Star Cruiser and makeup, the Twi'leks. I mean, Gaia. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could have. I don't know why they don't have posters and and Twi'leks walking around or something. They could have done a little bit more with that land. Yeah, and that that still just stuns me. I mean, I know a lot of people have said that the the passengers on the Halcyon on day two when they take their excursion. Oh, Disney's getting the aliens that they always said were going to be there. Well, you would think if they saw the reaction that a lot of the people are getting, they might go, hmm, you know, maybe it is worth a couple more dollars just to find some of those Twi'leks you're mentioning. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I, I truly don't believe that most people don't care if they know who that character is or not. They just want to see aliens and weird things mm -hmm. walking. Yes. I truly believe that. Yeah. So let's have it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All right, well, let's get to the uh, the elephant in the room, the Star Cruiser. Uh, it 
may it rest in dry dock for a moment. Between the five of us, it was 17 voyages. So people who said it was not popular did not talk to this circle of amazing people. (laughs) So you guys were there uh, for the second to last voyage. But I want to hear from like the very beginning, your first voyage to your last voyage. What has this uh, journey been like for you guys? It has been absolutely incredible. We, we went that first time and none of us knew what to expect. We, we had several meetings amongst the three of us as we're planning our voyage. And we'd say, man, if they even do 10% of what they say they're going to do on paper, that'll be amazing. But they can't do this. They can't do this. They can't do this. They did it all. And we just had a blast that first voyage. Uh, we wandered around in FOMO that first night and just enjoyed the voyage. And then we were crushed for like, what, a week, two weeks? What was that like? And and then what happened after that? (laughs) We we were rebooked on another voyage. What, in two weeks? In two weeks. Uh, And again, we, we went on truly believing this was once in a lifetime. I mean, it's, it's not an an inexpensive thing to do. Uh, And we said, oh, this is once in two weeks. And we were there, but Drew, uh, and not only did we have you know, meetings in the years while they were building it, you know, Drew and I, and sometimes even Christine were able to, to all get together and just theorize about what it was going to be all the time. We had these lunch meetings and they were just brilliant. And then after the the experience, you know, we, we, we kept having them about how awesome it was and the things we liked and, you know, the things they could do differently. And, you know, Drew's like, well, let's, should, we should do a podcast. Yep, that was fun. And and that way we got to talk about it every week and, right. the, and into the third voyage and the fourth, but I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> well, I mean, you do have a good episode uh, on the resistance. You might hear a familiar voice <laughs> on there that I, I got to share from our first and second voyage where Doug and I were on the resistance side. So uh, let me ask. So Disney makes a direction, 18 months, it's open. Uh, what are you guys feeling with that? And what do you think Disney's direction is with this? Hmm. What are we feeling? Well, it depends on the day. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on who we've talked to and if we've listened to Gaia's album. It's hard. I mean, you you guys know that when they, they made the announcement, it was crushing. And all the people that we have met and all the people that we've talked to, I mean, it it was just a, a floodgate of emails and text messages and whatever. And have you heard? And oh my gosh, what are we going to do? And, you know, then that anticipation waiting to find out, are they, are they going to let us get on? Are we going to be able to get another reservation? And uh, I mean, it was just the roller coaster ride that we've had since the day that they announced it till the day that we got on the ship has just been like nothing. I don't think that any of us have ever encountered before. You know, we've theorized amongst ourselves and with other guests, you know, what what's Disney going to do? What are they thinking? And uh, it, it's just so hard because to get into the minds of you have to separate the people that created it from the people that are paying for it. And that's what's difficult is the people that created it had plans on this going on forever. You know, that's why they put their hearts and their souls into it. They planned on this being something available to not only them, but maybe to their kids or even their kids' kids or something that was going to evolve and and continue to grow. So that's where I think a lot of the the audience or the voyagers have, have or it, that, that's where their mindset is. That's where we're all thinking, like, how could you possibly close something like this? To try to think about what the executives were thinking, I mean, really, I, I don't know that they were. 
and, and I don't mean that to sound like, you know, cute, like, nah, I don't know what you were thinking, but I don't think there was as much thought put into it as we've all put into it. And so for them to just be like, meh, okay, where do we need to cut? Where do we need to, you know, we need to keep rolling. What do we need to do? It wasn't like they looked at Star Cruiser and said, okay, we really need to think about what we're doing before we do it. It, it seems that way anyway. My, myself, I actually take a, a simpler view. I understand everything you said, but I truly believe this was simply a tax move, pure and simple. That, you know, they, they were able to write off, what, $300 million, two quarters in a row? Or $150 million yeah, yeah, each quarter. Yeah, now, each, yeah. each quarter. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? Why would they not do that from a tax perspective? I, again, you you put the you know the CFO hat on. Um, it makes perfect sense. Why not just? And then they could reopen it in two years and say, you know, we heard your demand. It's back, uh, and now it's paid for. So I, I truly believe that this was true. Just hundred percent a financial move. What what does that bode for the future? We don't know, but that that's my take on it. It's just it's no more complicated than they wanted a big write off. I have a question for you then. Um, so do you think, so you get the huge tax write-off, right? I get that. You bring it back in two years. They say, we hear your demand. Do you think part of that strategy is they can bring it back in two years for a like, slightly lower price point, which then will help fill it regularly then? Because Absolutely. they can do a lower price point then, right? Absolutely, yes. Yep. Yes, they're, they're going to okay. retool. I, we, we firmly believe that it's coming back mm-hmm. uh, based on, you know, the, the scuttlebutt and some of the questions that Disney's uh, asking. The scuttlebutt, do we yeah. need that term? That's that rap is horrible. Please don't bring that <laughs> in. <Wow. laughs> but, you know, based, based no on... No birds singing in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so based on the rumors and the, the things floating in the ether, it looks like they're trying to figure out what is the pieces that they can monetize or make less expensive and that they're going to bring it back. Uh, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be a, a two day or, you know, a 48 hour experience like it was before. Uh, it'll be a, a ride up from the the park. Maybe there'll be a $50 add on for the lightsaber training. Maybe there'll be a hundred dollars for the dinner show. A la carte, baby. Yeah. I mean, t- Pick, pick your menu and choose what you want and pay. And I will choose every single one of them. And we will take a bunch of listeners down there for sure. But Doug, I think you're, I I think you hit it exactly is that, you know, when Disney says, you know, it's backed by popular demand and drew you're a hundred percent right is we heard you now it's less expensive we've heard you that's going to be their messaging. Hey, it worked with Taco Bell and the Mexican pizza. So (laughs) darn right. It's back. Just about how long it's going to be gone is the the hard part. Because one thing I want to do uh, applaud you guys for, I mean, in this world of podcasting, uh, you meet other podcasters, you meet other uh, people, and it's been probably the biggest joy for Doug and I, you know, just meeting other people in the parks. We actually got to take uh, Patreons and listeners uh, on our last Star Cruiser voyage. Mm-hmm. But like on top of that, you guys at the Heroes have truly opened up a whole new window. Even for me, I talked to people every day, every other day who I've never met, who are all star wars and star cruiser fanatics. And I think that is the coolest thing uh, that you guys have done a world that I didn't even know existed. And I, and I don't know if Disney understood the direction, heck, how many Etsy shops have popped up and oh, yeah. are, they're oh, like, yeah. how are we going to make money now? So that is, that has been the coolest thing. And that's the direction. I don't know if Disney realized that they were going to impact. No, I, I think from all the conversations we've had with uh, you know, guest after guest, it's 
They couldn't. They, they had no idea what None. they were doing. No idea. In the sense that they didn't know that they were going to create this community to come out of it. And how, you know, for the 48 hours that you're there, 46 hours, whatever. Right. They knew what they were doing as far as the scripting and as far as pay, taking people down a path. And, and we knew that it was going to affect you and, you know, that you were going to come away having a, a good experience from it all. But I don't think that they understood how heavy hitting emotional, um, life-changing. I mean, I can't imagine that they, they created this Star Wars event and said, we're going to change lives with this. You know, it was just, here's what we're going to do. It sounds like a great idea. Let's, let's go. And yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> I still go back to, you know, Justin Sonfield really said it, said it best. It's so hard for adults to make friends. It really is. As you get older, you got so many things going on. It's harder to make friends as an adult. And how many friends have the five of us got had new friends over the past 18 months that we never would have had had it not been for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser? We've what quadrupled, you know, 10 times over the number of people that that, that we consider friends. And in all different states and, you know, even in different countries. Different countries. And, yeah. So I, I think the impact is, is yeah, they could, they couldn't have known because it's, it's not just a theme park, you know, oh, it was a great day at the parks. I mean, Galactic Star Cruiser and the, the community surrounding it, I, I, I don't want to sound flippant. I'm not at all, but it is almost a religious type fervor. I mean, it really is. The, the, the people that, you know, we have drank the Kool-Aid on Star Cruiser. We're serving the Kool-Aid <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, uh. But but the people that love it, truly, it, it, it's, a, it's a life-changing thing for them. Well, and, and you guys, you mentioned taking Patreons and listeners mm -hmm. from, from yours. Uh, but, but I know you probably met people on your cruise or your voyages that yeah. you still remember fondly and probably are still in communication mm -hmm. with. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that Ryan Alexander, Nate Bishop, we'd never really met before. And here we are sharing a room together. I know Kent and Doug sharing a room. And it's just... Yeah. Uh, that's I talk to those guys multiple times a week now. And it's, I know for our wives, it's like, wait, you're just going to go down and bunk with someone you don't know. Yeah. And we're going to live in star Wars for, and it just, it instantly bonds people. And like, there's a guy that actually Doug uh, found me online. He lives close to you and he found me online. He's like, Hey, I heard you went three times. I'm from Omaha. And we talk uh, a few times a week now and uh, just, crazy i'm like I, I don't even know who you are but here we are talking about star cruiser so i that's the direction that disney had no clue that was going to happen and i'm so glad that all of us got to experience uh doug i wish you went one more time but you know to catch up but i'll let you have this one okay sweet yeah. i got alani and i got the star cruiser three times so uh but uh, yeah that that's been the coolest thing is just this whole new world of people that have now and the the cast the blue shirts the crew amazing uh i want to applaud you guys i wish i could have got down there but you actually hosted an event and i was sharing with doug i'm like i don't think we could host an event for our listeners and they would show up in the droves no. that you guys did so talk about talk about that and how cool being able to do something like that it was incredible um when we all went for our may 4th voyage uh we decided that you know Initially, we had said, okay, we've 
we've got a group of people that we're kind of communicating with online and we all know that they're going. And so why don't we just all plan to meet up at a restaurant or a bar or whatever? And if you know anything about Martin, <laughs> that was not going to happen. We need to blow it out of the water. Um, so we ended up creating Muster Meetup and we did it at Planet Hollywood. Um, we put out the the tickets for people to come and we ended up having 80 people show up. And we were so excited. And so it, many it, people. It literally, that, that was capacity for oh, the, yeah, we were, the, the space. Yeah, for where we were at. And it, just names that now had faces to go with them. And, you know, how many people were like, you're with us in their cars all the time. And we hear your voices. And it, so it was incredible. It, it, was a, it was an amazing experience that we all did before we got on Star Cruiser. That was our, sec- our, that was our third, third voyage. voyage yeah. So this time, whenever we went, we decided that we were not going to allow everyone to be in mourning when the Star Cruiser closed. So we had uh, a muster meetup two at Planet Hollywood again, but in a much bigger room. <laughs> and we had 230 people come. It, it sold out in what, four minutes? Yeah, the, the, the second batch, the first yeah. special in an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Un- unreal. It was, and I, I mean, I <laughs> I had so many people that I had to kind of break their hearts and be like, we don't have any more tickets. I don't have any more tickets. Please stop asking. I don't have any more tickets. I wish I did. Um, but yeah, we had people that showed up and sat outside hoping that people wouldn't come so they could buy their tickets so they could come into. I mean, it was just... People that flew in, people that drove in. Just for the R event. Just to come to the party, just because they wanted to be with mm-hmm. other Star Cruiser yep. people. And it was just, it, it was amazing. It was just fantastic. Yeah, and you, you guys said our listeners, and, and and sure, a lot of them were our listeners. They heard about it on the show, but really it was the community. Uh, you looked at the Discord for Galaxy's Edge or for the Galactic Star Cruiser, and people were talking about it because it got out. And And it really is very much so that, uh, the people who love this event and saw, wait, this is my opportunity to talk to other people who know what it's like instead of talking to my spouse or my dentist or somebody who doesn't understand. Mm. I, I mean, I know you would, Doug. Talk to your dentist all day long about right, it exactly. if you have the right dentist. you got to have the right dentist. <laughs> Brian Shapiro has another one. Yes. But but yeah. in any case, that that's what brought everyone together, obviously. So. Yeah, I know uh, over a dozen people from my final voyage were there. Uh, a couple of our listeners were there messaging me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not jealous right now at all. <laughs> so I was trying to live vicariously through it. I just think that's really cool, and I and I applaud that with you guys and, and know that I was there in spirit. So uh, really awesome. So let's play some Armchair Imagineer real quick, uh, the two topics. We're going to dive into uh, how do we bring – galaxy's edge to the next level you know what are we going to add take away what do you guys want to do and then we'll jump into the star cruiser we've talked about some of the ideas what we think disney would do but i want to know what you guys want so let's start with galaxy's edge armchair imagineer what are you adding to the park i i have one that's ready to go i've been asking for this for years is if you want an absolutely signature star wars experience something that just screams star wars I want a Millennium Falcon Gunner's Chair experience, and to Love me, it. that technology exists. Oh, it's that that would you be could absolutely yeah. sit in the chair, have the quad cannon, and start shooting at Tie Fighters. I want that so badly, and to me, again, I mean, they could they could say this is the simulation room. They could do anything they want just to get a rack of those things together. It, it doesn't have to be you know some big in universe. You're on a real ship. 
Um, there, there's a million ways. Heck, they could put it in. Now they have a big empty hall where people used to disembark from the Star Cruiser into galaxies. There's a very large area right now that's that's being unused. Um, that that's my vote instantly. You want to you want a Star Wars experience that's going to blow people's minds and make them feel like they are in the movies. That's that's my vote. I'm going to go for a little bit more of the interactivity that that we were spoiled with with uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. I love the data pad adventures. I enjoy doing the scanning. I enjoy doing the games. Uh, but but nothing really happens. I mean, you're voting every once in a while for the you're hacking this panel for the res, for the resistance or for the first order. But there's no real event that comes out of that because of things that changed. I would love to see them have. Uh, I want to talk to Chewie, go find Chewie and get this token from him and bring it over to the shopkeeper in the Toydarian shop so that you get things set. I, I'd love to have a little bit of that interactivity that we have with the Star Cruiser in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and, and I would really love that too. I mean, initially I thought it would be really great if they, like we had already talked about, included more aliens or at least included more uh, people that were definitely part of galaxy's edge like not just the shopkeepers and things like that but people that were actually wandering through and having conversations and kind of engaging people and whatever but i can't imagine how hard that is when it's an area that people are constantly walking in and out of you know that was the gift with star cruiser is that you were all there together as one <laughs> no way out yes, yes. good man um yeah, I, well, heck, you see, when Mando was out, when we were uh, on planet uh, the the day of the last voyage that Friday, uh, <laughs> it was Mando and his two handlers who were saying, "Back up, please, back up, please, back up." You know, so it, it's it's Mando's there, but he's not really. It's see, just this yeah. thing. So I get the challenges that they have. See yeah. that that to me is something I'd really like to see. Is you, you're not getting an authentic I'm meeting Mando in the parks because there's so many crowds and whatnot. I want to see meet and greet with every Star Wars character imaginable in line. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. Lines. Every character. I'll yep. stand in line. Yep. I, I want I want Hammerhead and Greedo and Snack. I, I I want every Cantina alien imaginable meet and greet yeah and and those would be the ltos the limit time offerings that oh this this week i get to meet hammerhead yep. holy mackerel that's a great way to go you, back to the park you know what drew that is sensational um and all the lightning lanes yeah, yeah. oh my god I, 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 oh I mean you gotta pay it off yeah, yeah. exactly i i pay five bucks to do a meet and greet with like a really good you, you know on i don't think you know how much dollars. lightning lanes are yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Something else that Disney can do that they already have the infrastructure in place for is the reputation meter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there. It, it, it's still there. The infrastructure is still right in next place. to the cash register, and it still can read just like it could mm -hmm. on day one. They just they don't use they, it. They don't much. use it. Yeah. I'd like to see them actually put a plan in for that. And, and like you know, we we've heard, you know, and I agree with you know, you kind of understand the shopkeepers that just want to ring you up and move move on to the next person. But I do believe it, when, when you see on Star Cruiser, the blue crew, it doesn't matter what their role is. It can be passenger services. It can be sanitation. It can be anything. They bring this magical experience. I, I would really like to see them kind of train the folks in Galaxy's Edge in whatever that secret sauce was um, to, to just bring something extra. Um, as time allows. I, sure. Again, I, I, it, it's a different it's a different environment, granted. Um but the reputation meter and things like that, I'd like to see them actually use those. 
I just want character dining. So yeah. with all That's the characters, you don't care about timelines. You just want all the characters. And I can Mando just comes to me. Yes. This is checking on my meal, making sure it's good. Is your is your tip yip temperature correct, sir? There you go. I mean, they mix up princesses at Cinderella's and actresses. Right? They can mix up Star Wars characters. I agree. Right. Yep. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. There we go. For me, I want to see something now that I took my kid on Star Cruiser. I want to see something in the under forty inches, an attraction, but something that involves like Lothcats and like uh, Star Wars, like just getting kids into it and and maybe have a wookie youngling sorry thank you well done uh having droids you know moving around and having wookies or just all sorts of just i want to see kids light up and get engaged i mean the way my five-year-old loves um the high republic the uh, young jedi adventures like i don't know how you bring them into the parks but i would love to see something like that similar in galaxy's edge in five years at disney junior that's how they bring that it, it will be you're right when by the time it's off 10. the air it's yeah <laughs> it'll be at the dance party that's how that works it is so yeah i would love to see some more geared towards the the younglings that's for sure because we're missing um Oh my gosh, a Jedi, the Path of the Jedi. Is that what I've already forgotten now? It's been so long. Jedi training. Yeah, that was all my kids did that. Fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, not all. Not all. It's the littlest one. You're right. He's missed out on that. He'll never get to fight Darth Maul or Darth Vader. Bring something like that to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. So, all right, what do you guys would love? What would be your dream to see the Halcyon do? New storyline, longer adventure. We can all agree a spa. What do you want the Halcyon to do in round two? We know that the Halcyon is just one of a fleet of those particular starships. Is it pronounced Purgle class? Purgle class, class. Yeah. yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even know the names of some of those other ships, the sister ships. So really, I mean, if they really wanted to bring back Galactic Star Cruiser and, you know, just go in a different direction, just name one of these other ships. You would you you'd change the plaque in the engineering room, but the, uh, just bring it back. Just just bring back the magic. It's there. It's waiting. It's dormant. I the, the most incredible fun place in the universe right now is dark and it's silent. And that isn't cool. I hate to keep harping on the uh, interactivity and the immersiveness nature, but immersiveness nature, that's weird that I said it that way. But in any case, I would love to see, uh, again, uh, an upcharge experience where you get to ride the the, the transport shuttle up to the planet um, and you get to uh, maybe you, when you get off, uh, maybe Wraith is sitting there and he's heard that, hey, you guys are my newest recruits. I want to do this and this and this. Uh, and, and please be uh, mindful of the environment with the first order might be investigating us and go explore the ship. And while you're exploring the ship, you get a message on your data pad, just, just like we do on the star cruiser today. And maybe it takes us in little directions on the ship and and we have that experience. I think you could easily do a four or five hour, you know, night experience Mm -hmm. that would be an upcharge for folks. And there's, there's tons of ways they can make it fun. When we're on star cruiser, I was like, how much would I pay to just have another lightsaber training session? It's it's there. It's there right now. I'll pay $50 just to be able to do that same thing again and again and again. So, Drew, your idea. Absolutely. Just make it a la carte. But let me play devil's advocate because I think that would be amazing for anybody who hadn't been on Galactic Star Cruiser. Which is a lot of people. Uh, exactly. And so I think those people that didn't have the Galactic Star Cruiser experience to be able to do something like that would be absolutely epic. 
But is that going to work for people who have? Well, well do they have a choice? <laughs> well, they, they do have a choice. I mean, you could choose not to do it. Sure, sure. Uh, anything that involves Wraith Cole, we are going to support <laughs> wholeheartedly well, without any reservation. That well, is true. And then there's that hairy guy, Carl, that you guys keep talking about. He's <laughs> around, too. <laughs> Carl is great. He's a party animal in college, though, Derek. Yep, Carl, man, we had some good times with Carl. I, I I would love to see the 48 hours, maybe even 72 hours, come back with different ship name, different adventure. You add a pool, you add a spa, I think you can do 72 hours easily. Because there was no real downtime, right? People do like to relax on their vacations, um, I've learned that. I don't know what that's all about, but you know, so I think you could expand it out 72 hours Add you probably have to add one more interactive character, at least with their own storyline woven in there. That's what I'd love to see. But what I think we will see is what Drew alluded to, but I can see it as you're going to your dinner theater, but you have like two or three hours of game time before that, like you get shuttled over uh, you meet Wraith. That's a great idea. Your data pad lights up. You're doing things in engineering. Um, you're wandering through the bridge. Maybe maybe they can convert the bridge into like, go flip these buttons. Yeah, and it sends you. And then all your little challenges kind of come to life at the dinner theater. Like, like oh, we see somebody accomplish this mission. You know, I don't know. Oh, that's but somehow yeah. a few hours of play. You climaxes with Gaia and the performance. And then at the end, there's fireworks on the bridge. Everybody gets ice cream. <laughs> that, that is the best part. When can I sign up for that? I, I mean, that'd be as close as we could get with a consolidated. You charge two fifty dollars a head probably um, in Disney money, I think would be the price point, right? Or $300? Uh, two, two, at least 200 yeah, for sure. I, I don't know that you can throw lightsaber training and bridge training in. Because that would require people to show up to stuff on time, mm. right? And the average park guest stinks at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd have to shuttle them over from Batu for sure. So it would have to get over in time to get back to Batu for people to leave the park as well. That that's the challenge because that shuttle only holds fourteen people, and so you're gonna. Have oh, to it'd have in. to. You'd have to go charter bus with something different, right? Yeah, yeah. That's... This shuttles wouldn't cut it. Or Take add you. more. I don't know. Nah, there we have nah. three. Wow, and and I, I was just gonna say, oh, they can drop them off out front because that's really cool. And then I was like, wait, but there's security in the hall, and they yeah. have to do that. Yeah. And then the the elevators can only take what twelve people 12 at people. a time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you gotta go be a bottleneck. Wow, that's a big challenge for that. I, I think it'd have to be ch- charter bus theme charter bus, right? Mm-hmm. From Batu to the actual back end. Oh, I'll walk. Don't mind me. I would make that journey in a heartbeat. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> wouldn't doubt it Derek nope I'm I'm yeah when, I'm there when they're like Nebraska man tackled in Florida trying to <laughs> get on the star cruise I'm That's surprised Derek. we haven't you don't, seen you don't that yes yep Nebraska I just wanted one more pod excited. chaser guys just one more just one more I only had three on my last voyage uh if anything I just want the sublight to open back up I yep. think they could make money just oh. on that alone yeah. yes. uh, That's the other thing sublight can be open that whole time from the first guest hops yes. off that bus you know there'd be somebody sitting in it the whole time until dinner starts. Uh, me? Yeah, I will yes. be one of them on it. Uh, oh, yes. no, you wouldn't. You'd be running around doing that. I would, that too. I would be getting a pod chaser and then running around. That's yeah. for sure. Don't but uh, 
I will not. I, I'll drink it too quickly. That's the problem. Anyway, what I want to see is with this uh, Ahsoka being as good as it is with the, this uh, Filoni verse kind of happening, the movie, I want to see him incorporate a new storyline. I think that would be a, a really great pull to really help Disney, Disney Plus, get the movies, get the shows and, and the current content. And so you're adding uh, all those characters into somehow. I, I don't want I don't even need it to be canon. I just want to see them interacting and do something fun and unique. And I think that could complement each other with what Disney's trying to do. I, I'd love to see specials on, uh, on Disney plus where they're, they're set aboard the ship and they're people, they're wetting your appetite a little bit and they're, they're making you excited to see what it's like. Uh, I, I didn't, I know that's not at Gal galactic star cruiser, but I'd like to know more about that universe and more about those crew and those characters. Oh, the characters. I want to see all of them again. Doug, you bring up an interesting thing is that, you know, they, if they do this kind of uh, revised experience, they do mm -hmm. need to kind of have one more interactive character. And yeah. my, my, myself, something that I think is kind of missing a teeny bit is a protocol droid. I was literally, yes. oh, yeah. weren't they supposed to have one? And I get there, there's there's safety challenges because you know some kid's gonna push over the performer in the suit, and they got they got to figure that out. They got to figure out how to do that. And by kid, you probably mean somebody who's had one or two many mm -hmm. pod chasers, right? Yeah, smoky pod chasers. Um, yeah, but I can you imagine just sitting there having a conversation with a protocol droid? Because I can. That'd be something. That'd be awesome. Yeah, there's all sorts of things they can do. That's for sure. Oh man, just need to bring it back. Make the announcement at D23. Why wait two years? Just let it rest for a year and bring it back. We'll be there. And we yeah. will be. Absolutely. Be so the amount of listeners we've had that message, Doug and I, that were like, oh, I wish we went on that trip with you. Regret. So uh, I'm glad that we got to go a few times. I'm glad you guys got to go four times. Why don't you take a minute and talk about your podcast, where people can find you. And then on Patreon, uh, we're going to dive in a little bit more about our journeys. Well, uh, as I say every week, uh, you can always find us at here's of the halcyon at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram. Let's see. We're on threads. We're on YouTube. All at here's of the halcyon. Well, definitely go check them out, guys. Uh, it's a phenomenal podcast. I've loved every episode, especially one on the resistance where we talked about Carl. And uh, it, it's great. So I'm glad you guys were here. Thank you so much for being on our Star Wars Disney Direction uh, episode. Do we, So I guess my final thing is, do we think Disney and Star Wars are going in the right direction? <laughs> we'll see. Well, yeah. Can you just end the show and then ask the most loaded question yes, there is? Yes, it's quick. And then I'm going to put it on all of our... So I was actually supposed to ask that earlier. That was going to be the before. I'm not editing this. This is going in the end of the show. So <laughs> yeah. I want our I yeah. want our listeners' feedback too. So you let us know at Rope Drop Radio, is it going in the right direction? Nicely done. There you go. Thank Good you guys so much pro. for being on the show. And uh, stay tuned. And thank you, Patreons. If you want to book a trip, you can't go on the Star Cruiser, but you do want to go see Galaxy's Edge, hit up our friends over at Touring Plans. The Destination Specialist would love to book you a trip. The link is in the show notes. It is touringplans.com slash rope drop. And also be sure to follow us at Rope Drop Radio and all the things. But that is all the time that we have. So for Martin, Drew, Christine, Doug, the heroes of the Halcyon, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.